the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And what it's saying is if a person obeys the law of Christ, he will fulfill the purpose for which God sent him into the world. He will become the person that he ought to be. He will make the contribution to the history of the world that he's called to make. He will be perfect in the sense that by obeying the law of God, he will fulfill his God-given destiny. Welcome to another edition of uh, Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. I'm Mike Trout, so glad you've joined us. This is just a 15-minute visit each day, Monday through Friday, in which you hear Pastor Leighton exegete. That's a big word, meaning that he not only takes us verse by verse through the Scripture, but word by word through both the Old and the New Testament. And he's in the book of James and has been for a while, and we will continue still in chapter 1. And then he describes it as the law of liberty, which means it's a law that does not enslave. We choose to be in this law, and we want to fulfill this law of love with the help of the Holy Spirit. And it's only in obeying the law of God that we can really, truly be free. Because a person who is obeying their own passions and emotions and desires is really nothing more than a slave. Now, they may not perceive themselves as a slave, but they are a slave to their desires. But when we accept the will of God and live for Him, then we can become what we ought to be with the power, the presence, and the help of the Holy Spirit. Verse 26, If anyone thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue but deceives his heart, this person's religion is worthless. If anyone thinks he is religious... Now, the word here uh, is not talking so much about worship as it is about ritual and ceremony. And what James, one of the things that James is saying here is that ritual and ceremony are no substitution for personal service to the poor and obedience to Christ. It doesn't matter how beautiful the church is, how wonderful the worship is, how elegant or eloquent the preacher is. What really matters is how we live out our Christianity. And then verses 26 through 27 point out specific areas where we can put this into practice. And the first one is speech. If anyone thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue, does not put a rein on his tongue, lets his tongue go unbridled like a wild horse, exerts no effort to control or restrain his speech, And he doesn't describe here what the specific offense is. It could be criticism, it could be lies, it could be rumors, it could be lewdness, it could be uncleanness, it could be dishonesty. But what he says is the uncontrolled tongue reveals that that person's religion is worthless. It's a sham. Such a person has been playing the part of someone who's religious. They've been playing the part of a Christian. They have convinced themselves, deceived themselves into believing that they are religious or a Christian. But it's simply self-deception. And the present continuous tense indicates that it's a continuing problem. 
This person, it's not just an event, it's a pattern of their life. They are a pathological liar. They believe the lies that come out of their mouth. And because they believe their own lies, they're very, very persuasive in getting others to believe them as well. But deceives his heart. This person's religion is worthless. Worthless. It doesn't say of little value. It says of no value. It's worthless. It doesn't matter if a person claims to be a Christian. It's worthless. If he doesn't bridle his tongue, his claims are worthless. Now, I know of people who claim to be Christian, but their tongues are full of poison, rumors, and lies. They're deceptive, and they are self-deceived. They oftentimes going around accusing others of misdeeds, that they themselves are guilty of. They are convinced that they are working for God when, in fact, they are working against Him. And there are some well-meaning Christians who think they must be Christian because they claim to be Christian. Not everybody who claims to be Christian is a Christian. A Christian is one who has placed their faith in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, and therefore have become indwelt by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit in our lives produces the fruit of the Spirit. And although we are not called to be judgmental in terms of casting a final judgment on somebody, we are called to be fruit inspectors. And if they claim to be Christian, there should be some evidence of the fruit of the Spirit in their life. Some well-meaning Christians think they must be Christian because they claim to be Christian. Or because look at what God is doing through them. Look at how people are being touched by what the words that they say or, or what they do. And the fact of the matter is, God can and has spoken through a donkey. God has and can speak through a corrupt high priest like as in the case of Annas. James says, If anyone thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue but deceives his heart, this person's religion is worthless. Okay, so that's worthless religion. That's false religion. What is true religion? Keep reading. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their affliction and to keep oneself unstained from the world. Now you notice James doesn't give us a doctrinal definition, but rather a practical way of describing this religion. And it it comes from an inner desire to love others and obey God to live in holiness before God. He says to love others, to visit orphans and widows. In the Old Testament, orphans were those who lacked inheritance rights. They were basically children that were all on their own. In some cases, they were street children. And uh, widows in those ancient uh, civilizations were very limited in what they could do to provide for themselves if their 
husband had passed away, it was a difficult life. And so widows and orphans represent the socially powerless and economically destitute members of our society. And that world back then was highly stratified. There was no middle class. They had the elite, which was about 3% of the population who controlled all of the wealth, and they also controlled all of the courts, which helped them protect their control of the wealth, and then there was everybody else. And Jesus challenged this emphasis on rank and privilege that was so prevalent in that day. And, uh, and, and, so, and so should we. We should be ministering not only to the lovely, but the unlovely as well. And we're going to talk more about that as we continue the study of James. And then it says to keep oneself unstained from the world. The world is the system around us that we are impacted with, influenced with every day, that wants to distract us away from God and the things of God and get us caught up in things that are worldly and things that are displeasing to God. And what it says here is that we should be one that's unstained from the world, unspotted from the world, that that our personal purity remains unblemished. True religion will always result in a harmony with the divine standard. So what he's saying is true religion is manifested in this manner, bridling the tongue, visiting or supporting the fatherless and widows, those in need. And third, keeping ourselves unspotted from the world. This is how we do the word and not just hear the word. Now, the problem that was faced by James is not uncommon today. Churches are filled with those who claim to be followers of Christ, but their lives contradict their profession. They don't actually do what the Bible says they should do. You know, according to many polls, most Americans claim that they're Christian. In fact, the 2006 CIA uh, uh, factbook says that 26% of Americans associate themselves with the Roman Catholic Church and that 52% associate them Selves with various branches of the Protestant faiths. And so that makes 78% of Americans that claim in some fashion to be Christian. 78%. What's the, what's the problem here? Well, the problem is, is that these people who claim to be Christian are, for the most part, biblically illiterate. They don't read the Bible. They don't study the Bible. They don't go to churches that preach the Bible. They don't, know, they don't know the Bible, and they don't apply the Bible. And as a result, we've got some incredible needs in our culture, in our society today, like poverty and homelessness and teenage pregnancy and substance abuse and racism and child abuse and, and divorce. And is it not a fair question to ask, if so many Americans claim to be Christian, why do we have these problems? Why aren't 78% of Americans making a difference? And of course the answer is that those who call themselves Christians are not acting like Christians. They might be hearers, but in most cases they're hearers only. The theme of James is this, 
that the church must continually challenge itself to a genuine faith in Christ that results in living out what we've been called to live out. And that we, as individual Christians, should on a daily basis be evaluating our obedience to the Word of God. I wonder how many books have been written on the subject of knowing God's will for your life. How many sermons have been preached on that topic? Pastor Layton is coming at it from a very specific direction, taking his lead from the book of James in the New Testament. If you'd like to listen to any of our previous broadcasts in this series, you can find them on the website studyversebyverse.com. That's studyversebyverse.com. The church, Church of the Highlands, is on the web at highlands.us. That's highlands.us. And one of the opportunities for extended learning on the website is the Highlands Institute. Go to the homepage, click on the ministries link and uh, the adult link, and there you will find details about how you can join with some of the classes that are made available. That's highlands.us and the Highlands Institute. I'm Mike Trout. We'll be back tomorrow at this same time with more in the book of James. I hope you can join us as Pastor Layton opens the Word of God once again, and we study verse by verse.